fully present with people, listening, caring, noticing someone's not doing well or has something on their mind. Maybe it's putting the phone away until the kids are asleep at night so that we can be fully present as a family. Maybe it's slowing down and taking time for people, looking people in the eye and actually being present with people more than just being in proximity with people. That's a gift. Maybe the gift, uh, the the cost-nothing kind of gift looks like serving someone or making something for someone, being creative, but those gifts are so meaningful. Fourth thing, uh, sometimes the best gifts cost a lot, but just not money. Sometimes the best gifts are really, really costly. Spending our time and our energy, taking a relational risk where we go out on the limb, uh, relationally speaking, doing something for someone that will never result in a thank you or public recognition, that's a costly sort of giving, really really costly, and yet so beautiful and so profound. There are so many ways that we can give of ourselves without breaking the bank. And the Christmas story uh, itself, the the very story of of Christmas, actually invites us into that sort of giving. You think about the wise men. I think the spirit of giving that we see in the wise men is the exact type of giving spirit that we should be striving for. I know that they're kind of post-Christmas story, but they get lumped in, and and they're the ones that bring gifts, and I think that they are a, a beautiful picture. First of all, when they give of their money... And they do. They give valuable resources to Jesus and Jesus' family. When they do so, they're not giving those over to King Herod as a peace offering or something. They're not giving them over to people who already have plenty. They're giving their valuable resources to people who really need them, to vulnerable and needy people. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus are poor. Like, they could use some help. They're in a pretty low position in society, and we have no idea how the Holy Family actually used those three gifts that they got from the wise men, uh, but they certainly could have been sold to put food on the table or, or to provide for their family for, for years to come. Their gift to Jesus was supporting a family that could definitely use some help. Uh, so I, I think that gives us a clue to how can we use our money if we're going to spend money. How can we use it? Well, maybe there's a way to use our money to actually help people that are in need. Second thing we see from the wise men, their gifts are meaningful, spiritual, and sacramental. All three gifts have some sort of deeper meaning to them. They didn't just, I got some frankincense sitting on the shelf that I'm not using anytime soon. Let's give, let's pass that off to the baby Jesus. Like, there's a thought, there's a thoughtfulness to it. There's an intentionality to their gifts. It's meaningful and spiritual and sacramental. It shows some level of understanding about who this baby is and what he's come to do. They know there's something more profound about this baby than any other baby that's ever been born in the universe. Like they, and they understand that. And in their gift giving, they prove that they understand that. They're in tune to that. They know that there's something different here. And then the greatest gift that the wise men actually give Jesus and his family has no monetary value at all and almost never gets talked about. But I think the fourth gift and the best gift that they give uh, is a gift that actually saves the lives 
of the Holy Family in going home a different route on their way back to, to where they came from, they choose to go in a different direction than where they came so they don't have to run into Herod and they don't have to tell Herod anything about where this family is living. They save Jesus's life. They save the life of this family. It's a huge risky gift, but a beautiful gift and it doesn't cost them anything. They went out on a limb, uh, they took a risk, they could have gotten themselves in trouble. They could have kind of joined themselves in with this radical movement that ended up getting thousands of babies killed. Like, they could have lumped themselves in here, and they chose, uh, they chose to do that. Uh, they took a risk in giving this beautiful gift. The best picture, though, from the Christmas story of what a more proper, biblical, godly relationship between spending and giving looks like, it comes from Jesus. He's the best picture. The incarnation is the most perfect example of giving more without spending more. Jesus being incarnated and fleshed, coming to earth, is the most perfect example of giving more without needing to spend more. Alan Hirsch says this, The one who spoke galaxies into existence moved into our neighborhood in an act of humble love, the likes of which the world has never known. Jesus gives the best gift. He, He gives himself. He shows up. He enfleshes himself to be the presence, uh, to be a presence of blessing and a means of salvation for the world. He could have stayed away. He could have stayed far away. He could have waved his hand in some sort of magical incantation and just saved everything. But that's not the way he operates. He operates out of presence. He saves out of presence by coming here and being with us and saving from within, helping from within, blessing from within, and we can do the exact same thing. We can incarnate ourselves. We can learn from Jesus, from his example, and do the same thing. We can show up in flesh and blood for people. We can love, we can care, we can save, and it doesn't have to cost a dime to be present with people, to love people, to care for people. Rick McKinley says this, apart from the incarnation, we would never know the depths to which we are loved. That's what we celebrate each Christmas. When we give relationally during the Advent season, this is what we remember. It's an opportunity to worship as we remind each other of the gift that was given for our sake. Giving more is an effort to emulate the life-changing sort of gift that Jesus gave first. And then finally, we, we, know, we know this kind of intuitively, but the wonderful surprise of this conspiracy is how much more we actually enjoy Christmas when we choose to spend less and give more. I mean, we started out with a quote about how difficult this is, to spend less and to give more, and it is. It's a challenge. It's something that is deeply challenging, especially in our consumeristic culture. To, to do this is weird and hard uh, and, and often costly, uh, but we know it deep inside that we actually enjoy Christmas more when we choose to spend less and give more. It makes no sense. It's backwards. It's counterintuitive that we would actually enjoy spending less and giving more 
But it's true. On those rare occasions where we do it, on those, those rare times where I've actually done that, I've chosen to spend less and give something creative or give of myself or give in service, uh, it's, it's counterintuitive, but how much more joy. There, there's more joy, there's more relief, there's more meaning. Uh, the, the gift is way more special. And I've actually been proud of Zoe. She's been teaching me about Christmas priorities, gift-giving priorities. Her, uh, her number one thing that she's been asking for for Christmas is uh, she, she saw this thing in the mail where at this zoo, you can adopt an animal. So you can like, you can, like pay money uh, to kind of adopt this animal and now you're the one who took care of it kind of for a little while and you get information about it. And so she, that's her gift. All I want for Christmas is I want to adopt a leopard. That's it. That's what she, that's what she wants to do. And it's, it's kind of telling that, uh, it's telling about my priorities that I kind of say, yes and. Like, what toys do you want? What things can we get for you? How can we spend money on you as well? When she didn't ask for any of that. And as I'm thinking about spending less and giving more, I'm like, geez, my kid is better at this than I am. Uh, and there's so much more that we, we can learn from, from people around us. Uh, when, when we do this, uh, when we choose to spend less and give more, we end up with a whole lot less of stuff and a whole lot more stories. Less stuff and more stories. Beautiful memories, beautiful beautiful uh, ways of living, uh, beautiful stories to share with, with one another. When we choose experiences over possessions, it actually produces a whole lot more joy. So our invitation, as I close, is first of all to spend less. And that could look like a ton of different things. Maybe it looks like cutting back on the number of gifts that you give as a family. Uh, instead of this number we're going to do this number for this year. Maybe, maybe it looks like limiting the amount of money. All right, we've typically spent this much money on gifts. We're going to try to do this, and this is how we're going to break it out. And we're going to watch our budget so we're not overextending our budget and overspending. We're going to stay within these means. Maybe it looks like drawing names within your family. Instead of, instead of everyone giving a gift to everyone, we're going to draw names. and we're just. There's lots of ways to think about this. There's creative plans to this. I know families that do, like, we give three gifts because the wise men gave three gifts. And so no more, no more than that. That's where we cut it off for our kids. Uh, there's, there's a plan that I, I find kind of compelling where, where a kid gets something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. Beautiful. All right, that's a good way of thinking about it. There, there are ways that we can think about spending less. But then we need to be bold and stick to it with no shame because this is a good way to live. This is the best way to live. To actually, to, to not subscribe to the consumeristic uh, idea in, in our culture and to instead be generous. To, to give uh, to those who are actually in, in need and to give in different ways. So there's hard questions that come with spending less. How much spending is too much for your budget? How much spending is too much for your soul? Like at what point is it just it's bankrupting me? It's robbing this season of, of its meaning. Uh, and then the second invitation is, is to give more. So maybe it looks like sharing your excess. To look around your house and to say, I have too much. And I could share with people who don't have enough. Maybe it's sharing a meal. 
Maybe it's giving an experience. Instead of, instead of giving a gift, it's, let's go do this thing together. Maybe it's concert tickets or a gift card to the, to the hot springs or whatever the experience is. Maybe it's something that you can do together as a family or with friends. Maybe it's giving money but to someone in real need. Maybe it's making a gift instead of buying a gift. Maybe it's making time to be with someone, uh, to be present with them. Maybe it's giving a gift that can only be used when you're together with that person. I read a story, uh, I don't know, maybe it was in some of the Advent conspiracy material, but I was reading a story about a, uh, a, a son who gave the gift of coffee to his dad. They just, as, a, as adult father and son, they, didn't, they weren't spending very much time together. So the son gave uh, this thing of coffee to his dad for Christmas, but said, you can only drink this when I'm with you. And so then they've like made coffee dates to like get together and drink the coffee together and be together once a week. Be- beautiful, right? Like, can we be creative about giving more without having to spend more? And there are hard questions with, with giving more. How much stuff is just too much and ought to be shared? Like, when... When are our storage units full enough and need to be emptied out and shared with people who don't have enough? How can we be a blessing with our giving this year and not just contribute to the epidemic of consumerism? Let's make Christmas meaningful again this year by spending less and giving more. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you gave of yourself, that you gave more without spending a dime, and uh, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for this time of year that we get to celebrate your incarnation. And I pray that we would be encouraged, that we'd be, we'd be emboldened to follow after you in spending less and giving more, to give of ourselves, to give creatively, and to give in a way that's actually a blessing to the people around us. God, we, uh, we pray that you would give us the courage to do that this year. In Jesus' name, amen.